the latest in technology and social media, Threads. They all have mentally unwell husbands who have had mm. publicly disgraceful episodes. Goose. Goose. I hear good things about Goose. Welcome back to... Buckle up, baby. Episode 67, Riversiding Remotely, because we're lazy. Yeah. And, or the opposite. And... Um, these are good. I like these conversations. I enjoy them. And I think people do too. So we're going to keep going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think maybe the headphones have something to do with it. We look official. And you know, when you can hear the other person talk in your head, it's harder to ignore them and just wait for what you want to say. Mm. That's what Joe Rogan says. And I know that yeah. that was backhanded, but not even that was a fronthanded insult. No, both of us, for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're rocking a fish t-shirt. Yeah. Bro, yeah, we never talk. Fish, bro. We never talk about fish, man. You know, I did see uh, Angus William, one of my favorite uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram guys from uh, uh, what's it called, like Lazy Friday or something. You know what I'm talking okay. about? Friday next Friday or something. I don't know. What is it? I don't know. They're, they're this really funny sketch group. I saw he was at the Dead Show last night, and I like him a hundred times more than I did before. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I just lost a ton of crap from my wallet. It fell on the floor. Why do you, what? Yeah. Why? Cause you realize this guy's a, a fish a, 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 into good music and not just a tool. Well, it's not just about good music. I found when you find someone who's really into the dead, it's like, there's a whole like world that opens up of like, Oh, you're, uh, you think in a particular way, you enjoy a particular type of thing. Mm -hmm. I like John you Mayer. I, mean? I like John Mayer. Right. <laughs> right. Like if you said that's me, I think I'd go great, cool. Yeah. John Mayer is amazing, dude. He's he an amazing. amazing. He's yeah. amazing. John Mayer's yeah, I love that, John Mayer, and that's why I go to the Dead. But I also I like Fish and Jam Bandy music. But the Dead for me is sort of like um, the equivalent of when you watch like old movies. And people are like, yo, this movie's amazing because it, like, started it all. And then you watch it, yeah. like, The Shining is so terrifying. And you're like, this is kind of slow. So for me, that's what The Dead is to sort of the music that it's influenced. I like all the music The Dead has influenced. But when I go see The Dead, I feel like I'm watching an equivalent of the old movie version of jam band music. So I feel that way about seeing the current iteration of the dead now i feel mm. like it's mostly sentimental and it's not really the like you know alive in the way mm. like the way bob fish... weir is not really alive <laughs> yeah 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 in the, in the way that they should just take his microphone away maybe and move it to the and side just have him lay down i can't tell <laughs> yeah. if he's like living forever or on his last breath yeah, he's only in his 40s that's the weird thing <laughs> Well, um, it, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it, it seems like it's it's a tribute to something that once meant a lot to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. that, that's how I feel about it. And and I say that mostly because the shows I go to, the sh I went to a couple of shows, the sound was so bad. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, they must not even be thinking about the experience for the concert goers. They, they must just be like, if we show up, that's enough. Well, where did you everybody. see them? I saw them at City Field. So did I. St straight up not worth like oh. I, like I left early. Like it wasn't worth paying. The sound for. was that bad. The sound, like, yeah. This yeah, like malpractice. Well, Bob bad. Weir has just really, really gross tone when he plays guitar. You're like, <clears throat> but John Mayer has incredible tone. So it's like a fusion of things. Yeah. I don't know. It's like this thing, and then the drummer does this thing where he plays a video game on a bunch of things, and you wait for it, and these little vibrating strings, and it's just like. <clears throat> 
we're all like, it's a good bathroom break moment, not to be a yeah. douche, but yeah. um. So as, well, then there's a band called Joe Russo's Almost Dead J-Rad that plays, and that feels like it's like happening now. It's like a, it's like worthwhile to go see and fun and exciting and current. Is that the Benevento Russo duo? Half of the Benevento yeah. Russo duo. Yeah, and also just... Goose. Goose. I hear good things about Goose. Goose is cool. Goose. Goose is fun. Yeah, I haven't um, seen them. You should see them. I'd be curious to hear what you think. Well, I've seen clips, and I'm like, ooh, damn, these guys are good. They're like tight. Yeah. I listen yeah. to the I listen to the shows and they're awesome. And then, like when I go to a show though, I want to like die and be reborn. You know, mm. I want my my head to explode. And they're seeing them is this. It's very possible. There's something about it I don't get. Mm. But like seeing them, I'm no one's dancing, and I'm just like cool, like fun, fun to be here. The lights were awesome, like so the coolest lights I've ever seen. But the music just did not like melt my face off. I think a lot of people, I think there's been a reputation in jam music that um, there's a sloppiness that can come with like, you know, I think the Disco Biscuits are probably largely responsible for that, where it's just like not that terribly sophisticated and it's just a lot of and people just are like, there for a vibe. They're looking at each other. They're just there for a vibe. Whereas, like, if you listen to like, this really became a we took such a different turn here into a different domain that we know pretty well. But it's funny yeah, we never well, talk about for it for the forty people who love this stuff. I'm like, like early. <laughs> I was listening to like Fish, a '90s recording from like mid '90s, late '90s Fish, where they're like have something to prove and they're like the tightest ever, and it's awesome. I think Fish these days is a little looser than it used to be, but uh, Goose was like a tight version of like. There are bands that are like really tight, and I like that. I like a little more precision and tightness than like people who are just under the guise of creating a vibe, just not that, not that good or not that. I don't, tight. I don't, I wouldn't say Goose is that. I mm. think they're they're very good. Um, they just don't have like that transcendent thing. They've also like you know when you see Fish, they've been playing together for I think like thirty years now, probably yeah. I think eighty seven, so almost forty years. Mm. Um, you know, you can't compare them to a band that's been playing together for five years. You know, right. just in terms of the co the thing they create when they're on stage together. Um, to be to be fair to Goose, no, they're not. The, Goose isn't sloppy. It's just yeah. not like moving, uh -huh. whatever for whatever reason. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a conspiracy theory about them which yeah. I love, which is that like the powers that be in the jam band scene, like the guys that own the venues, sort of decided Goose <laughs> is going to happen. You know, like we'll we'll fill these arenas and and, yes. and small and small places, or not like these theaters, and they're like, we're gonna make goose happen. And when you go to the show, you you're sort of like, you sort of get, I sort of get that feeling of like, did these guys like like earn their way onto the stage? Because it doesn't feel like they fill up this space. It just kind of feels like someone put them here and was like, nobody, now you listen. <laughs> nobody can snap their fingers and fill up a, a huge space with by. No, no one has that power. No, no one has that power, but if you're the guy who owns Brooklyn Bowl across the country you're and, and you find this awesome band that people seem to be excited about, and then you figure out a way to get Trey to play with them, all of a sudden they go from like a fun, exciting band that people are excited about to like the heir to the fish throne. And people and people are like, I have to, I have to go check them out. I heard you, about them. I have to check them out. The dig, the deeper you dig on these things, the more you <laughs> discover you. These people built these audiences. You can't like, no matter how much money or promotion or marketing you throw at something, if yeah. people aren't into it or don't know about it, they're not into it. 
So the guy is uh, Bill Gates's son, though. Oh, oh, okay. You also is, have to remember that uh, from Goose. Uh, Jared Gates, he's the guitarist. Jared Gates, the guitarist, who's fully yeah. vaccinated. Or actually, Goose is working on a vaccine, and <laughs> what we're doing, what we're doing with software. I had a Bill Gates one time almost, but I don't quite have it. And what we're doing with vaccine, vaccine. <laughs> is that what he sounds like? I don't even know. Kind of. I mean, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's and get to the important things. The important though. things, Michael, uh, the latest in technology and social media, threads. Threads taking over the uh, the uh, online. The, it's the latest, the latest craze, the latest side chick. But I, I had this funny experience with it. I'm sure everybody did, where it's like... Uh, it just appeared. There it is. And then you get on. And like all new social media platforms, like when TikTok was first getting off the ground and becoming mainstream, it did have that feeling of like, ooh. And I even thought like this is going to be an even l l smaller half-life for when it goes from ooh, new, shiny and new to I'm done. And I'm already <laughs> seeing it on this Monday. Threads like posts about threads. It's over. Threads has lost. <laughs> Apparently, according to headlines I read on Twitter or whatever, they lost like 75% of their user base within the last couple of days. Yeah, they had 100 million signups, I think, by last weekend. Yeah. But I think what that what that shows more than anything is what the um, what the like anti-corruption monopoly people say, which is like there's this moat that's been built around social media where if you're not one of three companies, you can't build a social media application anymore, mm -hmm. which is, you know, they went from zero to 100 million users in a few days because from your Instagram account, you can just import, you know, immediately. So mm -hmm. they were that what that says is there's 100 million people who were who were willing to press two, two or three buttons to check it yeah. out. Not that there are 100 million people who want to be threading, you know. Ah, so it's uh, there. they're downplaying it. No, no, that, no, that's what I'm saying. Saying they're that's downplaying saying. it, meaning it's just because they all signed up doesn't mean everyone's thirsty for a new platform. It's just oh, yeah. that. For sure not. Yeah, if threads, if like, if like Elon Musk started his own Twitter, which why didn't he do that by the way? Why what didn't you he just say Twitter sucks? I'm gonna spend one billion dollars on building my own Twitter. He wouldn't have gotten a hundred million users in a few days because the only way Instagram was able to do that is because they made it so easy, seamless, seamless yeah. to go from Instagram. But to build an app from scratch is like. You know, you, ChatGPT was able to do that because it was the most novel thing anyone's seen in in but, a decade. But Twitter already had a user base; it had infrastructure to all these yeah. things. So why start from scratch if you could just acquire Twitter? Um, because it comes with a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, all the problems that I mean, it, it came, and it also cost forty-four billion dollars. I wonder why he didn't. It wouldn't cost forty-four billion dollars to build a competitor I have if no he idea. truly sort of believed in what he was saying well anyway you know it's been it's been a long time what's how's how's your um theory that elon musk can do anything aging um fantastically i think he's doing <laughs> great i don't know is he on a downfall downward spiral with twitter twitter's becoming yeah, more of a media hub than ever i think he tweeted today that um they've lost 50 percent of their advertising revenue mm -hmm. um and like i forgot what the headline was but they're not doing well Right, and but at one point everyone said Tesla's not doing well. I'm not. I'm just not making predictions. Elon's track record when I when I was making the claim was pretty good yeah. amongst all, all all this hate and dissent and like people saying what what's he's crazy he's out of his mind. Remember, like Scott uh, Scott 
Galloway was like, we're looking at the downfall of somebody in real time. You are seeing the unraveling of a man. There's a crisis right now. We're in a crisis right now. No, like <laughs> the way he was describing Elon just completely falling apart. I'm just like, a lot of that stuff doesn't happen. And in the face of a lot of doubters, I think Tesla at one point probably had these bad looking numbers too. It's, it's, it's equivalent of that. So, that's a good point. It's not looking good for Twitter, though. They're trending in the wrong direction, and a lot of people who are kind of fed up with it now. It's it seemed at least last week like they were they were curious about Threads and possibly mm -hmm. like open to Threads taking over. Well, um, I will say that in the in the it depends on which side of Twitter you're on because in like the free speech media movement. Twitter yeah. is the now the last bastion of like where you Theo Vaughn was canceled with his episode yeah. with Roseanne Bard. Did you see that? So they put yeah, it on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah there that is was a, cool. And he, and there now Twitter in a way has taken on this new brand, whereas yeah. before it was the number one territory of like the symbol of censorship and online censorship yeah. and control is now the bastion of free speech. So Mark Zuckerberg's I think one of his first threads was you know the world deserves a public square with a billion users. Twitter was never able to build it. Let's see if we can. So the, the Theo Vaughn stuff and the Tucker Carlson stuff is really cool, mm -hmm. but that's not a billion user um, platform. That's not. That's cool for you and me. Yeah. But that's not something that's gonna gonna change Twitter's fortunes like in an in in a huge way. I don't think. Yeah. Like you know, a cool comedy platform is great, but yeah. it's not a. Yeah. I wonder if if. One of the issues on social media right now is like, can every platform be all things for all people? So like yeah. threads can also feature video. I made a joke on threads that like, oh, my God, Facebook is announcing um, video thread, face threads. You know, they're announcing a new feature, a new app called Face Threads, where you can actually have video and have friends and connections yeah. and a wall. And it just keeps <laughs> going in this circle where they one app is exactly the same as the other app. And it's like they're just taking features of one like store. Now they're, Threads is announcing story threads, which is the Instagram story feature as right, its own right. thing. And then you're just cannibalizing right. itself. So well, you, threads and Facebook are not different. You put a piece of text with a, with a photo or a video underneath it. That's Facebook. Um, yes. So basically, yeah, but you know, the it's, it's, what it is. It's, well, yeah, it's, it's just, trying it's to be text based. It's trying to say, use this to have to, to for text for text purposes as like text is the content. So when I, I've, I, I, I don't have any, I'm not an expert in this at all, but if it didn't have a video feature, one of the problems with Twitter is like you go there and it's just everything and it's all a mess. You don't know what you're looking at, where, what's going on. But I found that when I started putting video up there and it started to perform well in specific things, what Twitter to me, the way I interface with it is it's a it's 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 a trending platform. So the things right. that you talk about on Twitter are what is happening now, as opposed to the other platforms which are hubs for any all sorts of content. You want to make video mm -hmm. of this, you want to make a long form sketch, you want to do this, throw it on YouTube, chop it into pieces and throw it on TikTok or Instagram. Um and then Instagram has more of a community side to it where you have stories, you have followers, you have DMs. TikTok is not social at all. It's much more just content-based, and it's a con consumer entertainment-based thing. So then Facebook is, to me, completely obsolete. I don't know what it does. Um, yeah. For me, I, I feel like I saw the future of threads in that on, on its own, it, it doesn't really offer anything worthwhile to jump over from Twitter for. 
But when you go to our page now, the Buckle Up page, and you, you're watching the reels, there's a little button there now that says, do you want to see Buckle Up's threads? Mm-hmm. Which is cool because, like, you're better at video. Maybe I'm better at, at writing little quips. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe that's the case. Right. Now now people can see both of that, both those sides of the podcast from our Instagram page, which right. is a really cool reason to be using Thread instead of Twitter. It's all now it's like it's – um, it's uh, – all complimenting each other, right? Um, which, which was to, and really that's what cool. people like that threads took your audience for you. You didn't have to like say, Now I'm on exactly. threads, come follow me there and beg people to like make the transfer over. Yeah, and I like but, the idea of being able to like share a thought when you have a funny idea or yeah. a not, or, or whatever because that's not a video, it's a different way to communicate. Yeah. So the I like cool that. Part of, the cool part immediately was like, What's the etiquette of threads in the mm-hmm. first few hours of it? Like, what do you put on here that you wouldn't put elsewhere? And mm-hmm. it, it seems like talking about politics is less, a little bit less of the etiquette there. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be sort of like Instagram y nice. Yes. You know, which is, uh, it seems like there's a place for that in the marketplace. To be nice, but maybe that's how they all start. Remember how like Facebook was just like status updates and gentle recipes? True. Um, when it first starts, right. I, I remember, I think I threaded, like, can't wait till this turns real dark. Because <laughs> it's almost like when you stay at the party too long. When you first get to the party, everyone's dressed nice. If a party lasts for for days, by the end, it's right. going to get dirty. That's what tw- Twitter is now full of the last people at the party. Just like That's what a, it feels a like. little bit too messed up. Uh, you should have gone home a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, the only, yeah. only bad things are going to happen from here on out mm-hmm. on so, Twitter. Exactly. It feels like it's in that moment where you're just like, it's still going on down here. Everyone's wasted. <laughs> Everyone's throwing up. Right. And Elon's <laughs> and just like, favorite movie. Right, right, right. Marvel movies in order. Best to worst. Rate the. It's like, it's small talk. Yes. Threads is small talk. Yes. <laughs> and yes. we'll see when it turns dark, which it has to. It will. There's always that um, opportunity also, right, when something happens to connect with people who otherwise would never see your messages or uh, respond to your messages. Mm-hmm. Um, did you connect with anybody on it? With like threads? Like, yeah, like like your stuff or DM you from... One thing that was interesting was the first people to start following me. In front, like I wrote, who's here or something like that. And the first people give you a sense of like that thousand true fans thing. Like who's seeing this? Who's really on it? Where I... who. Who's exactly where I am at all times kind of yeah. thing. So that's interesting. And it's good to take note of it. I just like the idea also of like, you know, when you have a funny idea or a funny thought. You know, I've been using Twitter that way now a little more too and mm-hmm. Facebook. But Twitter is just saturated with so many things. So it has to sort of make a decision over what it wants to be. Right. You know, it's sort of like a restaurant with too big a menu and every cuisine. You're like, I'm never going to come here because I'm yeah. never going to crave everything. So I, yeah, I so I read an article that um, it's it's what we're talking about is the conflict between social media and algorithmic media, where mm-hmm. social media is just supposed to be who's in your network that are saying things and I want to see them as they say it, which is yeah. good for Twitter because it's supposed to be like what's happening right now. So mm-hmm. temporal, like a timeline makes sense. Right. Elon jumped headfirst into algorithmic, which is like from what I hear, I'm not on Twitter, but from what I hear, you can go onto Twitter and never see anything from anyone you follow. It's just things that are being pushed at you which is sort of not what the small group of very like um you know uh hardcore twitter people want. Mm-hmm. Um so if he's going to play that game this guy Ben Thompson wrote Meta is surely going to win cuz they're a lot better at that. 
than anybody else. At algorithmic. Except, except for TikTok. And well, algorithmic the best. sorting. Right. But like Twitter can't compete with, with threads, which by the way, threads was built by 20, 20 programmers. You know, mm. I think Twitter has thousands and thousands and thousands of employees. Like Manda is very, very good at, at, at building products and shipping them and iterating and, and, and sorting them. Wait, you're saying 20 programmers is better than thousands of programmers? I'm saying what they've accomplished, they're, they're an agile, capable organization that's really good at algorithms. Twitter does not seem so capable or agile, and they're not that good at algorithms yet. So if that's mm. the game they're playing, they're, they're going to get beat. So they have to play their own game. Um, well, let me remind yeah. you that at one point, Zuckerberg was on the downfall and Facebook is over and he lost billions. So but I just mean, he's never been bad. He's, 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 I mean, sure. That's why he bought Instagram for a billion dollars and WhatsApp. I mean, and after like, that more recently, even in the last year, he's gotten this coverage. Like he's going down. Facebook is going down the tube, but he's never been bad at building products that people like, or, or yeah. finding the ones people want and then buying them. Well, I, you know, I think it's an interesting question. And what we're trying to do is build a platform where community and connection can happen. Did you see him on Lex Fridman? It was really interesting. He's been doing oh, he's, his whole PR push with the uh, jujitsu stuff, trying to make yeah. him human. is so weird. What if what if it, they did have a match and they broke both broke each other's appendages and it was all wiring? <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy? Swallow if like if, if Elon Musk snapped Mark Zuckerberg's neck and he goes. <laughs> reload try again and in the match we discovered they were both just robots <laughs> that'd be me who built the robots maybe they built each other yeah Ugh. ow elon that hurt <laughs> do it again <laughs> oh, let me tell you something and then like pokes his eye out and he goes Neuralink activated <laughs> and the whole match actually revealed that they were the robots taking us over they are the ai swallow they'll never do it uh -huh. swallow they'll never do it 100 percent did and you see someone, uh, Joe Rogan tries to shut down the match and they like rip him in half. Ah! <laughs> and then Joe Rogan's like the top part of his body crawls to the bottom <laughs> half of his body and he puts himself back together. And it goes, Joe Rogan podcast all day. He, yeah, he, he, all day. He, he takes some athletic greens and pours it on himself. <laughs> An alpha brain. Yeah. He's like, was, and he goes, oh, that was crazy. That was crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Whoa. Mm, yeah, man. Wow. <laughs> You got to check out, you know, Nima, you know, Nima Naz. His impression of Rogan Best is pretty is. hilarious. Is it? I guess yeah, it's, it. he's like, y'all, dude, that was crazy, man. It was really, <laughs> very funny. Very funny. I love Nima. Um, can we, you think yeah. we can get him on the podcast? One sure. Day? We'll have a Gary V off. We can yeah. totally get him on. Yeah, um, it'd be great for me. <laughs> um, did you see um, Benjamin Netanyahu, <laughs> Bibi Netanyahu on Lex Friedman? I did a little bit. I want to watch the whole thing, but I did see it. Yeah. For was sure. it worthwhile to watch? It's pro. I don't know. You know what it is, right? Um, before you watch it, I'm just saying. Bibi Netanyahu is the most prepared person on the planet for any conversation and anything that comes his way. I want to watch it to see how Lex like responds to certain things because he's a good interviewer. He's kind though. Lex is very kind as an interviewer. Yeah. He's not trying to get. He's not trying to press too hard. But uh, he also interviewed you. You all know Harari. I just saw. I think he just Recently? released today. He made uh, his way through Israel, so I think he covered all. I of love it. your, I love your evil lower impression. <laughs> sapien, <laughs> so I love sapien. Yeah, we all sapiens. Lex, you are sapien. I'm a sapien. Something you're not sapien. Something you robot, but it's okay. So no, I, I watched like a clip, and he said like oh, you have a lot of people who hate you. 
What do you say to the people? Like, there's people who love you historically, but you have a, you also have a lot of people who who really hate you. What do you say to those people who have hate in their hearts? For you and for Israel, what do you say to those people? First of all, uh, I disagree with the premise of your question. Um, I, I, I think we've enjoyed great. I mean, in certain very small circles, you will see a lot of animosity to Israel. But the the progress that we've made, especially in the Arab world, Israel and the Arab world, and he kind of brags about the political accomplishments in this little clip. Um, but I'll watch it. I want to see. I think it's cool the access he's getting to be able to have these conversations and that people think it's important to talk to Lex Fridman. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Really cool. You know? Uh, um, but I, I only saw clips of it and yeah, Lex is a very dedicated to this whole, uh, he's very dedicated to the whole, uh, I'll talk to anybody like his, he believes in his like cause, which is like the power of conversation to anybody. He's great. Um, I want him to, uh, did I, have I said this already? I want him to host a, a twilight zone. And pick the stories. I think yeah. he'd be great at that. Yeah. About how to find love. <laughs> he feels like the like moral science fiction voice right now. He does? Or, the moral Yeah. He has like a very cool little niche that he carved out for himself. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know where it's one of he's one of those guys that just popped up and was there. And then it and that was it. Well, he's on episode four hundred something of his podcast, so he's been doing it for a while. Granted he does like three a week, but I'm saying He's been doing Lex Fridman, Andrew Huberman. I mean, Tim Ferriss was like the first example of someone who just popped up for me. I don't know where he came from. And there he was everywhere. And Lex Fridman, like, you know yeah. that, like, you know, That's did, a, I'm, no, I, I'm, I don't know where the, the where the, where the, the, the pinpoints were in his career that blew him up into some sort of space. I'm fascinated by that moment, actually, where someone becomes ubiquitous, mm -hmm. what, what that's like to experience. I've always been fascinated by that. Because, right. you know, Tim Ferriss, he was certainly around for a long time. He wrote The 4-Hour Workweek. Mm -hmm. um, I've been listening to him since like 2009 for like a very long time. So he was certainly around. But you're right. Now he is more than, yeah, he's, everyone knows who he is. I remember seeing Facebook ads on how to learn a language and speed read. And it's this guy. With, with like kind of shaved head and he's like so here's how i learned french in five minutes <laughs> you know and he does this exercise here's how i learned how to read a whole book and i'm like i'm just seeing these kind of ads so somebody cracked something and then like when 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 tim ferris was on colin and samir he he named a few people who've executed very well he's like andrew huberman has executed very well in this regard he started naming all these people that you're the only one that you think knows about them but a lot of people know about right. them like, right. that's what these people do in these niche categories. You're like, yeah, Lex Freeman, you know, the guy with the suit and the thing. Yeah, of course. I watch. I see all of his stuff. They just yeah. appear in the Internet landscape yeah. at some point, And you don't know where, where they came from. You yeah. Know, that's the world we're in. But yeah. anyway, so I'll watch the BB episode and I want to do a parody of it because my premise is I'll give you the preview. It's Lex Friedman interviewing BB, but he mistakenly mixes up the questions and reads his Kanye notes. <laughs> <laughs> So I have to look at what those are, and BB is like, I'm very confused by your question. What do you mean by, you know, like that's one way to play it, where it's like, uh, you know, he accidentally reads the Kanye questions to BB. That's <laughs> I'm sure I'll get something funny out of that. Or the other one is just like asking him really random questions, like, um, are you a tits or an ass man? Like, well, you know, I think it can be both. You're, you're I mixing think up. You're mixing up the BB and Lex voices. I know, you're one. right, you're right. So um, how do you feel about, uh, you know, whatever? And he's like, well, I think, frankly, you could be both. You don't have to choose. We could have a two-body solution where somebody can live side by side in peace. You know, 
So nice. you can get funny <laughs> stuff out of that. Yeah. Um, but I think using the accidentally the Kanye questions to BB would be hilarious. Where do you think Kanye is? Have you heard a peep from him? No. Yeah, I I saw something weird that uh, Elon Musk tweeted an image of his old album. Like I'm by I'm. I hate being bipolar. It's awesome. Something like that. I think that was a Kanye record that Elon yeah. Musk tweeted. So I'm like, what is going on here? You know, it weirded me out. Uh, I don't know, but that's the thing. Remember, it was 2024 was the whole thing, and then boom, gone. He's probably not well. Yeah. I'm sure he's somewhere not well. I'm so curious. I just watched the the Kardashian episode where he, uh, where like they they had they got all their reactions in real time. What was going on there? Um, About to his out to, to the Kanye stuff. Kim seemed upset. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it was funny. Like, they were talking. Her. I. It, it's that Kardashians is an awesome show. Wow. It's, have you ever watched that? Yeah, they, I've had some well, music in it. Watch a bad, have you? Cool. Mm. They um watch a bad reality show like My Unorthodox Life, and then watch Kardashians, and you realize they do what they do at the highest level. Uh -huh. So she, Kardashian was talking to her sister about her, you know, mentally unwell husband who's making public pronouncements about you know about a certain group, and then another sister's like, yeah, I've dealt that, I've dealt with that before too. Like they all have mentally unwell husbands who have had mm. publicly disgraceful episodes. Right. It's like this family is nuts and <laughs> this is wild. And and they're playing you keep, for a fool by enjoying it. Keep going. Listen, you know, it's like it's not exploited. Like, yeah, we're the ones who are being exploited. Like they're. No, I think yeah, they're playing they're, us. Sure. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're playing us. They are. It's it's a it's a they're not. I don't they're not human beings anymore at some level. They're just. Yeah characters they're playing in their real lives but it's it's really good um this is a quickie though so we gotta wrap yeah up. so that was uh episode 67 a mini yeah a mini ep um and it's good talking to you michael what can i tell you good to see you man any yeah. any closing thoughts anything you want to talk about next time follow Maybe. me on threads at aj comedy <laughs> um i have some stand-up gigs coming up which we can cover later i will say i'll close up on like Stand up the process, it takes so much out of me in terms of just like nerves, anxiety. But I heard a good quote. Like when the gigs come up, I'm like, okay, back in it. Into writing mode, testing mode, open. Like I have to, I keep jumping in and out because it comes when the gigs come. But um, I then came across, and I rarely respond to these clips, but it was Jason Alexander on a TikTok. Mm -hmm. Somebody filmed a, some clip of him talking to a group, giving a seminar. And he goes, look. Whenever you get frustrated creatively that things aren't happening and you're not in the place you want to be, remember, you can't be mad at a bud because it's not a flower yet. It will be. But you can't scream at it and force it to be a flower before it blooms. It's still a bud. It's still mm -hmm. a root. The flower's in there, and it will come when it comes. So if it doesn't happen that day, it doesn't happen today, take a breath. <sighs> tomorrow and i was like i kind of needed to hear that it was just one of those moments where it's just like you can be frustrated in the moment that you're not where you want to be but if you think of it from that perspective of uh you're watering the plant that eventually will bloom because you're putting in the time and the patience to cultivate it and whatever you just can't be mad at it in the moment just because it's on a trajectory or uh, a path and it's not there yet you know um um, so I walked up to a, like a woman who was pregnant at two months. I said, be born. All I think about when you say Jason Alexander is in, um, 
shallow hell, his little tail wagging, <laughs> his little bony tail. I have a tail! That's why you were distracted. You were just picturing his tail. <laughs> have you ever thought about getting it removed? Oh, yes, I've thought about getting it removed. <laughs> wow. So no, that, I never thought about I was that. picking up on that as I was saying that you were drifting and you were just picturing a tail on Jason Alexander's butt. Well, like, the question there really is like, um, how much, when do you stop putting an effort and just let it come when it is? Because like you, you could be going to more open mics. There's more you could be doing. Right. Um, or maybe you're not watering in the right spot. I don't know. You know, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe it's not good. It's a, just a nice thought to think. I think I am yeah. doing all the, I think I am doing what I have to do. I could do more. I could do whatever, but there's yeah. good reasons why like I, I can't fully do as much as I'd like at certain points. And I yeah. have to forgive that. Um, it's just frustrating to be in that moment where you're yeah. like not where you know you can be and will be and all of that. Just like I know this, I know what this place is. I've done it before, so it's just like you know that grind is a is a peaks and valleys, uh, you know, position condition psychologically. You're just like, oh, yeah. you know, when it's not there yet, and then you get, uh, you know, and I want to pursue gigs and do all these kinds of things, which which is I'm right in front of, like, to do. Yeah. And I'm like, I just have to take that plunge, and that will force a lot of the other stuff to happen, yeah. as you know. Last thought is, hey, so you were featured on Ben Shapiro this week, which was right. really cool. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. But, you know, if someone, if you create some kind of ad, and right after someone watches that clip, they're serving a little ad that says, an evening with Ben Shapiro, oh, an evening with Jordan Peterson, and it's your face at Stand Up mm -hmm. New York, whatever, next week. Yeah. You know, a certain amount of people are going to show up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just... I'm sure you would kill that. Do right. an awesome, do an awesome night for like for the racists who show up. They would be great for them. For the racists who show up. You know That's a I'm nice saying? thought. Like, it's not for everybody, but for them, it would right. be a great night. And um, I think you're right. I think I could yeah. really gather a nice group of people. You could gather fifty. No, I could. I, it's my. It's on me. It's not fifty it's not, white it's men. Not it's not that it's not possible. It's just more my standards and self consciousness yeah. and fear of like. I want it to be good and ready, and uh, I have to kind of put myself in front of it, I think, to do mm. that. And it'll happen. It'll happen. Um, All right. And so we'll buckle up live, by the way. I've been watching podcasts live. Have you ever seen any of those? Uh, I just saw one with Norman and uh, and uh, what's his name, who we really like? So, uh, uh, the one who's like, Sam right Moral? To No, right to the bottom of the uh, pool. Dan Soder. Oh, Dan Soder. They had yeah. like, and uh, what's his name? Who's like, oh, my God, so I love my, you know. My wife, he has a podcast with Mark Norman, the other guy who I can never remember his name, but he's the comedian. Sam Morrill. No, the guy, that's when we might be drunk. The other guy who you think oh. is a guyish Jew, but he's not. Oh, um, the guy who made the move, Joe List. Joe List. And him, yeah, so they yeah. did a live podcast and it was hilarious to watch. So I think that's a, there's a future for that and we're going to yeah. definitely do it. Okay? Yeah, we're going to do one with Dan Soder and Joe yeah. List and Mark Norman. It's going to be awesome. Dan Soder does a hilarious <laughs> Dave Chappelle impression. You've got to see it. It'll uh, shock you, but it's I perfect. Will, I will listen. That's Buckle Up Episode 67. Thank you, Michael. We're making the time and we are outie.